it works. There it goes. <laughs> it's like a water drop. Oh, man. All right. Ready to get started? This seems like this is how it always gets started. I meant to ask you. So, what does, why are women good talkers and men good thinkers? Why? Women has two sets of lips and men has two, two heads. <laughs> uh, and there we go again. <laughs> <laughs> it's about like asking what pain. <laughs> go ahead. What? <laughs> What a dump truck and a hooker have in common. What's that? They both get paid by the load. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gosh damn it. Useless things that we know, right? <laughs> the useless things we know. Uh, all right. After that one. That's all we have for today. Yeah, that or what does a box of chocolates and a hooker have in common? A modern-day hooker. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, you never know if you're getting nuts or not. Nuts or not. Well, we was on the same page on that one, wasn't we? Forrest Gump popped in my head. <laughs> he mean, did have Jenny. Jenny had AIDS, so... And yeah, I still don't understand how Forrest nor his child didn't get it. Maybe it was cancer she died from. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was still AIDS. It never says mm -mm. Per, per se. No, but the entire civilization is bait like betting on AIDS. You st okay. I'm ready. Did your um. microphone go off? Uh. Oh, okay, good. There we go. <laughs> right, it just went quiet and I was like, hello? Okay. Welcome back to Careers Dementia. It has been a while. I am, yeah. There's there's no excuse for it. I'm just we're just constantly busy. It's been a busy two weeks. It both our parts. It's been a busy month. Yeah. It's been a month since we've last recorded. Yeah, it has been. It's yeah. been busy. Yeah. Uh, of course, you all know I started my new job at the post office, so I'm working every Saturday now, and. Of course, Alan's schedule with working at the hospital, his Saturdays are... Eh, they're tossed up. We, yes. Of course, we just graduated, too. So... Yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. just had a graduation. Had graduation, and... Yeah, yeah, it's just... It's been different here past couple weeks, months. <laughs> Month. Been interesting. It has been. Um, so, before we get to today's episode... Oh, excuse me. Alan, is there any updates you would like to present to the world today? Hmm. Updates. And yes, I am drinking a little today. There goes my lid. It's okay. It'll be yeah. there. Um, as far as updates, uh, my two youngest graduated this past weekend. Uh, my oldest, she graduates next weekend from Savannah. Hmm. Uh, college, people. College. 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 Four years worth of college. Hmm. Uh, other than that, and a bunch of vehicles tearing up like <laughs> normal life thing. <laughs> it's it's and, yeah. and my tiller. Yeah, and your tiller. Yeah. Yep. So, but no. As far as updates, um, got the first 
half of chapter one wrote for my book introduced a new character that we talked about mm-hmm. uh, you know just uh, nothing fantastic happening just setting the I mean, basis for the first part of it that's pretty fantastic though getting it started yeah it kind of gives you a, a baseline of <clears throat> where to go I see this one I don't know how it, most people do it but I can see this one growing from the beginning until the end versus the way my last one was beginning, end, middle, beginning, end. <laughs> middle. <laughs> yeah. But I can see this one having to grow as it goes. Mm-hmm. As, as it grow as it goes. Yeah. About like most things. Right. How about you? Well, if I know I did not do a, I did not post a video of our last episode. I just never got around to putting it together, but I will have it out there, I promise. Um, but as you can tell, since the last time anybody's watched the YouTube channel, I have shaved my head. So, I am bald now, which I was going bald in the first place, so it really doesn't matter. So, this gives me two new cosplays ideas because I've done this. <laughs> Lex Luthor and Kronos. God of War. See, Kratos. I'm not seeing it. Is that right? Is it Kronos or Kratos? I do not know. I've never seen it. My brain is dead. The God of War. I'll just say it that way. You all know. <laughs> you got the axe for it. I do. I got Stormbreaker and I can use that same way. Yep. I mean, I've used Stormbreaker for cosplays with Reaper and War and all them. So, yeah, I can still do it. Um, so, yeah, I've, of course, started the post office. Um, that's been educational. I literally drive eight hours a day when needed (laughs) down here and so this is going to be a little personal um couple i think it was it was last week i got into a depressive mode and it's my own damn fault but uh i was it was monday because i went to cave city to help deliver mail and this thing, it just, it triggered a whole bunch of different freaking emotions. It's, it's stupid. But uh, <clears throat> I never ran that route before. It was a kind of, they gave it to me. They told me to take off with it. So there was no learning where to, where to start, how it was going to go. And with being at the post office, people, it's called casing. We do it different ways. Um, I'll put magazine with letters, uh, you know, stuff like that. And then packages separate. Other places will do magazines separate, letters separate, and packages separate. But, you know, I take my way into wherever I go. I've worked at three different post office now. In K-City, when I went there, I did not realize that they'd done the whole magazines in one section, letters in the other, and then packages in the other. When I saw the whole bundled up mail, I thought it was letters and magazines, or they call them flats, because, you know, there's other stuff in there, and then packages. So when I grabbed one bundle out of that tray, I went down the line that it was listed, you know, and I looked up on GPS on the addresses. That way I wouldn't miss a box. And I went through two bundles that way. Then I looked in the back of my truck and realized I still had a whole tray that's this <laughs> long of letters. And I had already been on that route for four freaking hours. Did not have the gas to continue because I was driving a big ass truck and this I hadn't got my second paycheck yet. So, and my first paycheck, you know, it was decent, but it was a catch-up paycheck. Yeah. Kind of like how half of this one I just got paid is. It's a catch-up. I'm trying to get everything lined back out after switching jobs twice. 
And so in the middle of that route, I had a breakdown. I just stopped and pulled over to the side of the road and just, I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I was, that was it. And because I realized about them letters behind me, I was like, if I fucked up this much, they're not going to want to keep me. They're not going to want me back. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell all the other post offices, hey, do not, do not have him at your post office because he won't (laughs) deliver your shit. And that, that was going through my my head the entire time. So I, I, like I said, I pulled over and I just had a complete mental breakdown. And during that breakdown, I was like, this is the same way with how all my creative shit is going. <laughs> I was like, no one gives a shit about the podcast. No one gives a shit about my books. No one gives a damn about what I do creative-wise. So it was just it was one of them days where I was just like, you know what, screw it all. I'm done with everything. I'm going to go home, curl up in a corner, and just fade away for three weeks. But I prayed. And I, I literally tried to search the innermost part. And I came to the realization. It's kind of like what you said during, I'm pretty sure it was the first time you joined. I'm not going to do this anymore to make money. I'm not going to do this anymore to get famous. I'm not going to try and get his likes or loves or get noticed. (laughs) I am now content with the fact that I enjoy doing this and that's all it's going to be. There you go. I told myself... It, I guess it's just not in the cards and not in my path to be to make this a career I'll say it that way I, I'll start telling everybody because you know I'm a, I'm a photographer I'm a writer you know I'm a cosplayer and all that shit <clears throat> and I was like okay from now on I'm just going to do it because I love it I don't care if I get noticed I don't want to make money off it if I do awesome but I'm not going to base my sole intention on making money off of what I do. The day after, that's when I wrote part of chapter one for uh, Ashes of Eden. <laughs> there you go. And you kind of weight lifted. It was. It was just it was one of them realizations where I'm just like, <sighs> I feel better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So that was the biggest update. <laughs> That was one of them like, fuck me. God. <laughs> At least you was in Cape City and nobody knew you. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and I was out on the random ass road that I've never even heard of. No one knew I was there. So it was good. Well, excellent. Yeah. So now I'm at the point in all my creative endeavors to where I'm going to do it for fun. Not for monetization. It that's, makes me feel better about it. That's me. Yeah. I mean, that's about like anything right now. Right. I mean, we're, me, I'm at such an age that something may change, you know, with career or anything like that, but I'm doing it now because I enjoy it. Right. I mean, it does have some indication. Age has a, a part in it because, mm-hmm. you know, when I left TJ's and I came to Monroe County, I'd been at TJ's for 15 years. Right. And 15 years ago, 15 years... And my age wasn't much, but being 43, 44 when I left there, 15 years puts me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm agree. I agree 100% with you on that. It's just, it's, it's too much pressure. Yeah. And I've had a friend of mine, and I've mentioned his books on here, or his book multiple times, Larry Toller. Um, you know, he wrote Fate's Dark Legacy. 
you know, he he's always gave me advice about how I should look at everything that I'm doing. Don't put too much on myself, you know, make sure you're still enjoying what you do. And then when all that happened, I was like, he was so fucking right. <laughs> Holy shit. I need to literally just enjoy it. Do not work. Because you know how I told you I want to start making skits, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, I still want to do that. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to push it. Exactly. If we do it, awesome. If not, maybe eventually we will. But I am in this for the journey, not for the money. That's the best way to put it now. So, yay! (laughs) (laughs) No more mental issues on that part. You You know, coming out of that, what you're just explaining, leads us... Sort of into the movie we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. It's a dark-ass movie. It really is. Um, okay, so before we completely dive into it, I just asked Alan before, when he got here today about the rating system. If any of you, and I'm, I know I'm, I'm, going, I'm kind of piggybacking here, <laughs> but uh, if any of you listen to the Talkville podcast, which is fucking amazing. It's about Smallville. It's got Tom Willing and Michael Rosenbaum. Fucking trucks again. It wasn't mine. My, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, my Dodge still ain't fixed. Really? Mm-mm. What's wrong with it? Don't know. Mechanic could not figure it out. So, sorry. <laughs> Tree branch here. <laughs> but uh, they're going to take my catalytic converter off and put a straight pipe on it just to see if that'll fix anything. Oh, it's amazing how much in converter to screw up. Mm-hmm. So, that's our next try. And I'm also getting a Mitsubishi to deliver mail in. There you four hundred dollars. Well, there you mm-hmm. go. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than that Dodge <sighs> sucking that gas. Down. Yeah, I'm, it's better than the Ford that I'm bar- I got borrowed right now. Oh yeah, that too. I put forty bucks in that thing. It lasted two days delivering K City. Oh my! See, my my truck's sitting at the house out of gas right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that till I got in it and I tried to start it because <laughs> my my instrument cluster is going is out. Other mm. than you can push on it and the speedometer work and. Right. The heat work, but nothing else works. Nothing else works. So usually every two or three days I drive it, I put five dollars in it. Yeah. So I knew it was getting low when I tried to start it. I was like, <laughs> it's out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> so. But okay, so now going back, uh, <laughs> if you have listened to the Talkville podcast, they have a rating system on the episodes of Smallville. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum created it. It's like you know a rose. I think it goes up to three. Three Roses is a good, episode, great episode, best episode. Two, okay, one, blah, blah, blah. And in the middle, it's a neutral. And then if it's bad, it gives them bombs. You know, Rose and Bomb. Ha-ha, clever. So I asked Alan if we could kind of do a similar rating system when we do these type of reviews. Because I don't want this to be the only movie we review on here. Because there's a lot of creative works out there, a lot of movies. So... I asked him if we could do, if it's good, do kind of like a bot head or, you know, a robot head. Bots right here. (laughs) So, and then if it's bad, do a gravestone because his last name is Graves. So, that's how we're going to rate it. He said that's good. So, boom. Perfect. So, at the end of this review, I will give my rating and he will give his. And you can't do halves. 
You can do halves. Can like do half. half a robot head or half a gravestone. Cool. Yes. Good, because I already have my rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got mine too. Uh, so, before we begin, I'm going to say the synopsis of the movie and who the the some of the cast. I'm not going to do all of them because all of them wasn't important. Yeah, it's an Australian movie. Is it Australian? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was like British. Because, I mean, if you... An Australian accent is literally a hillbilly British person. <laughs> yeah. Put them it, together, you got Australian accent. It's the Babadook. <laughs> the Babadook. I call it Babadook. Babadook. Uh, but it, okay, so the Babadook came out in 2014. It is a psychological sinister thriller. And it is a it is about a single mother plagued by the violent death of her husband battles with her son's fear of a monster lurking in the house, but soon discovers a sinister presence all around her. From that alone, you you know, if you're a horror fan, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie. It, it actually got a 6.8 out of 10 IMDB rating, which is actually pretty decent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, it it wasn't a bad movie. I will say that. But going into this, I will say it's not my style. Of movie. I like the 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 quagmire of it. I would guess you would say the puzzle of it, mm-hmm. yeah. the trouble in it. But yeah. uh, it's not my style. It's not my movie that I would go out and say I'm going to watch this. I had to do this one on a recommendation. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't even know about it till it was a recommendation. <laughs> uh. yeah. But the director of the movie is Jennifer Kent, who also done the screenplay. is uh, actually based on a thing called uh, Monster by Jennifer Kent. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I say these names right, but Essie Davis plays Amelia, which is the mother. Noah Wiseman plays Samuel, which is the son. Daniel Henshaw plays Robbie, who is a co-worker of the mother. Uh, Haley McHillany, hope I said that right. Uh, plays Clara, which is Amelia's sister, and Barbara West plays Mrs. Roach, which is their neighbor. And outside of the, of the mother and the son, most of these are small parts. I Extremely mean, small. Yeah, they just come in to add a little uh, story story to it. Yeah. it. It helped me figure come to the conclusion I've come to the conclusion that it's about. That's right. what that's what they helped. So. So the entire time I watched this movie, like I've not done this before, I took notes and <laughs> stuff like that, just so that way I could, whatever car, that way I could actually talk about the movie and remember exactly what happened. So the first scene, <laughs> there's a car crash and it kills the father which is Amelia's husband. Um, she was on her way to the hospital to deliver the baby, right? Yeah. <clears throat> what caused the car crash? It never said... Well... Never. Ra- it's raining. Raining, okay. Yeah, it gives that a... And the, in the opening scene, it doesn't really show a car crash, but it, it hears her hearing somebody say, hold on. Mm-hmm. You could, we're going to make it. Just breathe. Then you hear rain. And you just hear these little ideals, that's get, hints that's given out. 
But it doesn't show the car wreck. It just shows right. a black screen, and it shows. Then all of a sudden, you see glass come across her, mm-hmm. and then it opens up to the movie. Yeah, it opens so. up to her slowly floating down to her bed. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so in this movie, this the lady. This this is what kills me. In every horror movie that you see, <clears throat> there's it's always a nice house there. always yeah. there's never a trailer it's never a double wide or a single wide it's always a nice two story house with a basement every time they had this in the movie <laughs> yeah I mean it's see that's another part I noticed too I'd, it, it's I'll go ahead and I'll let you carry on that way I don't segue too far into it um so the one thing I noticed when the movie started is that the poor mother is fucking exhausted. Yep. She is beyond tired. Like, you know, you get that to that exhaustion point after work, you're like, man, I just want to lay down. She is beyond that point. You kind of feel bad for her yeah. at the and, very beginning. And when you first start watching the movie, you know, you see this car wreck. And she's getting ready to give birth. Then when she, like you said, when she's wake up, she's a. It is. I got the notion that she lived in a, an assistant care, nursing home or something like that. Right. And she had just wore out because she's having to work. And I noticed that too. But it in, insinuates that she is wore out because of her son. Mm-hmm. That is one thing I caught up on, and I was afraid at the beginning of it when I first started watching it, that it was going to. And I don't want to push no buttons here. It was aimed just focus on that because the child was hyperactive or anything, mm-hmm. that it was all his fault. Right. But as I started watching the movie, I started noticing little things that pulled away from that and yeah. put the focus on another character in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, And if you notice in the house how clean and kept the house is yeah. at the first of the movie. Even though she's so damn exhausted. Yep. And every time she comes home from work, it literally shows her reading a book to her kid. Yep. There's no cleaning involved. And it was always her focusing on the kid at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, that is fantastic motherhood right there. Yep. Do not get me wrong. But And as the movie goes, uh-huh. and like when they're in the living room and you look through the kitchen, you'll see subtle changes like the dishes are starting to pile up. Mm-hmm. Food's left out on the table. And, yep. of course... The roach infestation she had that came from behind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that was a fun. That was a fun scene on that one. That's later on. Yeah, that's. <laughs> we're, I'm getting ahead. So, but it's just little things that I started watching for. Yeah. And how? Um, well, I don't want to get too far ahead. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, anyways, so <laughs> I made this note after. I'm pretty sure it was the kid's screaming fit. Yeah. I put, the kid is highly annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely annoying. And when you watch it, you kind of think maybe he has like a mental issue. Yeah. But that's not the case. He's just literally fucking annoying. So, yeah, I think even at school, he gets kicked out of school. Yeah. I mean, it's to that point. But... Uh, you know, we're breaking down the movie, like you were saying. Hmm. 
I've got my own opinion of why he was like that. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what your thoughts on that was. So his whole annoyance and hyperactivity, I do believe it's because where the, even though the mother does pay special attention, like I mean close attention to this child from reading him a bedtime story every night to anything he wants, I do believe it's because he's missing his father that he never knew. Okay. Cause you know, doesn't have that that male figure to be like, "Hey, stop it!" <laughs> Basically, she's too tired to be like, "You got to quit all the time." You know, she's, half the time she's like, "Whatever, get in the bed." <laughs> See, I've I've got uh, I don't have many nervous ticks, but like, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I handle anxiety really well. But I one thing I do when I get anxious. And that Joni will bring it up to me, and she says it's a tail, is I'll fidget, I'll fidget. peck, I'll peck. Mm-hmm. And, or I'll just be, excuse me, you know, just, yeah, yeah. just constantly <laughs> moving. And uh, if you if I noticed that when he was laying in there in the bed with her, mm-hmm. he was constantly, mm-hmm. I mean, if he had his hands on his mom, and like I said, I am not a professional at breaking this down, so forgive me, he is constantly... Touching. Touching. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're thinking he's missing. The, and this is why I like doing this because me and Bradley will we'll come at it a total different mm-hmm. angle. I think if, when, you know, you're saying is up, uh, main floor upstairs in the basement. Mm-hmm. Of course, when you see this house, you'll see the basement door and it's got locks and it goes from the door handle across the top. Yep. You know, it's the keep her son from down there and uh, and later on it explains it's where she keeps all of her husband's memorabilia clothes yeah, and everything personal down there. belongings personal belongings yes. I think that stems from that she's not accepted came to acceptance of her husband's death in a way yeah she just kind of tucks it away and the way she's dealing with it is reflecting on her son mm-hmm. and he's not knowing how to cope with not just not knowing his father and the way she's dealing with not accepting the death of her husband. Yeah. And it's just freaking him the hell out. He's just fucking annoying, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the typical five-year-old. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. My, my, my girls, they're five. They're not half as bad as this kid. I'm, I mean, my girls have their moments. But holy crap, that whole, ah, that he does. I, always, I, just, I just wanted to. Bless, bless, <laughs> bless the ones that have to deal with it. I mean, that yeah. does that with a daily basis. Oh, my goodness. Mm-mm-mm. Like, after the book appeared, mm-hmm. his, entire fit, his entire fit went beyond patience level. Yeah. Like, I would, I would not have had patience for that. You know, they say once you have kids, you learn patience. No, <laughs> you don't. You learn how to not scream at them because you go into another room and just be like... <sighs> just breathe for a moment. But the way this kid acted in this movie, I probably would have flicked him in the forehead. Like, stop it. Stop it now. And he, <laughs> he, he keeps saying that he's wanting to protect his mom. Right. And I love that about the kid. Yeah. I really do. But God bless that... <sighs> I mean, it was past mm. frustration. Whether he was building up to something because 
he couldn't get her to understand as well, and he would make weapons to fight this monster that was supposedly that was in the house. Yeah. I give him that. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I would love a movie just about that. <laughs> <laughs> just a little throws that ball. Yeah. That's later on. Flap. Flap. Yeah. Yes. That. I mean, that kid. He. He was partial genius. He really was. Uh, Elon Musk ain't got shit on him. <laughs> uh, but there was. After his big ass fit, there was one scene. I felt so bad for the mother, and <laughs> so this poor woman was trying to get her jollies off, <laughs> and then straight through that door, the kid came and interrupted her in her alone time. I was like, "Man, that sucks for her." <laughs> yeah, that was one of the moments you're like. I didn't expect this. In the yes. Because, like, I mean, all, like literally in this scene, you see her. Like, I honestly thought she was just putting her arms under the covers. She, she reached warm. In, Yeah, she reached into the drawer. Yeah. But, I mean, she reached in. All of a sudden, you start hearing the heavy breaths and, and the slight moans. And then, bam, here come the kid. No. And I, I'm pretty sure she was almost there. Yeah. Just, the, frus- just the frustration you could see on her face. <laughs> yes. just and that's. It throughout the entire movie, just how frustrated and tired she's getting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you honestly, you do feel bad for this woman the entire time. Yeah. Entire time. Hmm. Now, before I say my next one, what did you think about the aunt slash sister? Claire. Is that her name? Yeah. When, when you first when you first meet her. And her friends, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're like, oh God, they're being, they're just being total bitches about it. You know what I mean? Just talking about how women can't get back on their feet. I'm trying to get my nickname pouches out. Sorry, <laughs> my my pocket zips, so that was kind of interesting. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, how they're kind of, I don't. You know, when you first go into that scene, it's a con- it's out of context at first. Then so, her then her sister makes a statement. You know, it's been five years. So you're talking actually, about the scene where it's the, she's birthday, at the, the birthday party. Yeah, at the birthday party. Well, the the sister actually shows up before then, though. That is right. That's yeah. when you notice that she's a complete bitch. Yeah, I think I think she's just tired of her and her son. She is. And she is. And that she late, has no patience for him. Yeah, and that later scene, I think it gives it a little bit more context. Because yeah. I believe it's not five, but the little boy's nine. Isn't it? Five or nine, I can't remember for certain. I, I might be nine. Because they say after he's been dead for so many years. Like close to ten years. Yeah, you need to be moving on. You yeah. need to get over this. Yeah. You need to get out of the house. Get out of the... Yeah. So, of course... Oh. <laughs> I just but hit myself in the head. <laughs> but no, seriously, the sister in the movie is a complete bitch. She is. She's rude, and she thinks she's better than everybody, and it's ridiculous. Like, that's the one character I completely hated the entire time. She did not need to be in that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, she, maybe she did, but I did not like her in the movie whatsoever. Yeah, they they, they definitely put her frustration. Mm-hmm. In there, and they cl- they complete completely closed her off to the sister. And yeah. I think that's the whole point of 
that attitude like she like I'm done with you. Right. You know, you're you know your son's this way and he's this way because of you. Mm-hmm. Because you're not moving on, so yeah, I don't want you. And you know the thing is, if it, you you notice, I'm stuttering. You notice <laughs> that the the main character Amelia, the mother, never really asks for anything. anything. Um, eventually, you know, hey, watch my kid while I work, type thing. You know, if he's not in school. But the sister is constantly acting like Amelia is asking her for the entire freaking world, mm. all because she is having difficulty accepting the death of her husband slash father of her son. And, yeah. and of course, her Amelia's kid is beyond eccentric. Beyond. Like, beyond. <laughs> but, like, Claire offers... I mean, she does help her a little because she does watch... The kid, what's the kid's name again? I can't remember. Uh, they, but she puts him out in the backyard. Yeah, Samuel. Yeah. But, yeah, she literally just, get away from me. She said he's weird. We don't want him in this house pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Because he kept talking. Before we get too far, too. Uh, <laughs> he kept talking about kept the monster. Talk, kept talking about the monster. He keeps seeing this monster, Yeah. the Babadook. Um, and he, uh, thinks, he well, thinks it's growing. After the book is read. Is it after the book? It's is after it? the book is read. Because, okay. you know, he's just, you know, one of them typical scared little kids. And then yeah. after they read... Okay. <clears throat> so, before we get too much further, that's <laughs> this is what kills me about this movie. Where the fuck did that book come from? Yeah. The Babadook... Duck... Babadook... I don't care. <laughs> that creature... Comes to life after reading the book, The Babadook. Now, do Babadook. You, what do you think The Babadook is? Um, okay, so if I, <laughs> if I could, if I interpreted it correctly, The Babadook, Duck, <laughs> I'm going to do that every time, comes from grief. More than anything. Okay. We're on the same page on that. Yeah. If you are far beyond... Like, you, know, you know, people grief when someone dies. We all, we've all experienced it. We've all done it. But, you know, there some people have that complete heartbreak. Yeah. I think that's where the Babadook comes in and feeds off of it. Yeah. And if you are easily susceptible to possession... It will harness you completely and take over so that way it can live eternally. We're close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, where did the book come from? <laughs> it was just on the shelf. Yeah. But why? And oh I agree. Because I mean it, okay, if the kid is nine years old, mm-hmm. in that entire nine Freaking years. Because she they act, never once picked up that book. She acts surprised to see it too. Yeah, and I understand the whole supernatural abilities. That's my that's my shit. I love it. The book just appearing. Okay, but in order for that book to appear, it had to have come from somewhere, not just randomly appearing because someone is grieving. That's too, too much. I think that's the one, like you're saying, that's the one part of the story that is 
left in there for that reason for that, this reason right here. That's a huge fucking plot hole. Yep. Like did did a neighbor drop off the book? Did they always have the book? Unless we missed where it came from. Yeah. And I mean I don't but what was the book that she he always wanted read? Was there a book? There was another book that she had read and this one was different. Yeah. It's like mm, the and see the thing is the kid grabbed that book she didn't grab that book the kid did grabbed it yep. so that's another plot hole why would he grab that book if you watch this movie and, like Bradley's getting <laughs> right here after the book everything starts after the book and the doctor's visit yes everything starts changing yes because after the little boy got kicked out of school she took him to the doctor and the doctor recommended that she take him to a child psychologist, but it was going to be a week or two before they could get him in. Right. So she said, it is really, really bad. Can I have some kind of depressant? Yeah. You know, something. And the doctor didn't want to. He said, and this this is where it started changing for me. He said, uh, we don't recommend it, but it will make him very drowsy. It'll do the job. It'll put his ass to sleep. But it will make him very <laughs> nauseous. Yes. Very nauseous. And I think after that point outside of the book, mm-hmm. where it came from, I think it's it went from a supernatural movie <clears throat> to something else for me. Right. So, because like you said, you mentioned the depression part. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think she was depressed from her husband dying. Right. On top. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. On top of the day that her husband died, her son was born. Mm-hmm. So she's had a constant reminder yeah. On top of post, here, here here's one for the ladies. Postpartum depression. That's why they don't celebrate his birthday on that day. Yep, that's it, another thing in the movie. He we'll, keeps we'll saying, "I've it. never had a birthday yes. party on my birthday." On my birthday, yeah. <laughs> he always had a birthday party shared with his cousin, which is Claire's daughter, daughter. the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they always shared a birthday party, but yeah, that I. Ever since I watched this movie, I'm like, where the fuck did the book come from? <laughs> Every like, the, the, the entire time. Yeah. So if you know where the book came from, then please we let just, me know. And fuck. we missed it. Tell us. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Yes, I would love to because I'm. It literally it went from her reading a children's book to him to go to sleep, even past her exhaustion. Admiration to this woman. I know you know it's a story, but still admiration yeah. to him giving her a. A different freaking book, you know. And the the whole situation is, it seems like the one book she read him the first time before the Babadook, Babadook. Mm-hmm. That was the book that he always wanted. So why the fucking change all of a sudden? Because yeah. he's the one that picked the book. He went and he got the book. Yes. So what's what? Why? Why the change? Why? That's something that's going to piss me off this entire time about this movie because I don't <laughs> know why, like. It would have been nice if pieces of the Babadook appeared before the book. book yeah. Like, I know the book would give him energy because in the book it says the more you, what, uh, deny the Babadook, the more powerful it gets. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like Freddy Krueger, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, Freddy Krueger was opposite. If he said he wasn't real, then he'd lose power. That's what it was. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> why damn it why 
Oh. Like you said, I think it's a plot hole unless we missed where they somebody brought the book and how it got to the house. Right. But I think what it did, it gave her depression a way to personify itself in the house. Yeah. That, like I said, we come at things totally from the questions also that's in here. Yeah. To, we we hit it at two totally different yeah. answers. So. Like I really wish I would have wrote down what the book said, so that way I could kind of tell it. But it was a whole. It was it was cre- I wouldn't have like, read it. I love the else. creativeness of that book. I really yeah. do. Because uh, it was a it was a pop up book. Um, it showed like at first when she started reading that book, you would it, you would honestly think like the Babadook's actually a good creature because the way it talked, it was like you know watch over children in the night, you know and play around stuff like you know the whole sinister part of the actual story of that book but mm-hmm. then you know, and did you notice that the book actually changed a bit too yeah it did especially as the as the house got darker the, the book, book got darker the book as well. got darker yeah. yeah it was like the more you deny me the more powerful i become and stuff like that and it was like if um i will feed off of your whatever i i don't remember the exact context or the actual text of that book but it was one of them like, holy shit. That's, you know, as I'm talking about this, I'm changing the rating in my head. <laughs> because of the book, though. Not because of the movie, because of the book. The book. Here, here's what the book is. It's a poem. Okay, listen. If it's in a word or if it's in a book, you can't get rid of the Babadook. He wears a hat. He's tall and black. But that's how they describe him in his book. A rumbling sound, then three sharp knocks. You better run or he'll hold you in his locks. Ba 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 duk duk duk. Your closest opens. Your closet opens and you're honest hopping, honestly hopping, that he won't hear a sound. But that's when you know he's around. The book closed, you have an inch under your nose, and that's just how the story goes. So close your eyes and count to ten. Better hope you don't wake again. Cause if it's in a word or if it's in a book, you can't get rid of the Bobby Duck. You'll see him if you look. Now, that <laughs> changes as the mother reads later on, yeah. too. But, see, you know, as it started, it was one of them, like, mystical creatures. There was no, like, threat at the very beginning of that whole poem or sonnet of that book. But then, you know, later on, it's, you kind of feel that whole shift change where it's like, knock, knock, knock. Um, if you stare at me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's when you're like, okay, so it is a little bit evil or a little bit terrifying for a child. It's like, okay, that that creature does not need to be in my house. Yeah. But in that book, it literally talks about the mother, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It says something about if you're... Like, it even shows in the pop-up where she's choking her child (laughs) because the Babadook has possessed her ass. Yeah, I think it just... Frustration that's building up in yes. the Babadook. Like, yeah, the the book changes as the mother gets worse. Yeah, and um, and that's actually pretty cool. I do is, like that. It is, but it still leaves it open. Where does the book come from? Exactly, and the whole. Mm, okay, so this this little part, <laughs> this got on my nerves so damn bad. When the Babadook, I'm getting a little ahead here, but when the Babadook appeared, there was the. Babadook. I was like, shut the hell up. Gosh damn it. That was... <laughs> uh, 
that killed me. That really did. It killed me. I was like, no, don't do that. That wasn't terrifying to mm -hmm. me. It was. Maybe it is for some people, but that was just one of them not needed. Yeah. Or if they would have done it differently, like, Baba Duke. <laughs> well, no, that kind of sounds like a tiki man. They should have just, <laughs> just got rid of it completely. That's sounds like a. Yeah, it sounds like a homeless man saying. <laughs> yeah, Baba Duke. Oh, you want food? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. Cookie. Cookie Duke. Cookie Duke. I want chocolate chip. Cookie Duke. Yes, that that did, that ruined it completely yeah, for it, me. It, that did pull you out of it. It did. Yeah. Um, so, moving away, just, just for this little sentence here from the uh, the story, because when... when like I'll do every hunting season, like Halloween. I am a judge for films in a group uh, called Thrills, Kills, and I can't, honestly, I can't remember because I don't have my phone on me. But they do a whole movie judging thing of independent films. So when I judge a film, such as what we did while watching this, um, I'd look at everything. What killed me? was the scene switches. Yeah, was, they were hard. They was horrible. Horrible. There was no fade in, fade out, which, you know, not every movie needs a fade in, fade out, but it was, uh, like, say, focusing on Amelia, and then poof! Yep. Something that needed a little more transition. I, I, that, that killed me on that movie, too. Scene switches. Yeah, uh, yeah they, was, they was hard. They was... Yeah, they were scene switches. Yeah. It was it. I mean, it, was, it was. It wasn't storytelling scene switches. It was literal scene it's switches. It's like they filmed them and clipped them. Yes, and put them together. Kind of like how my editing skills are. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it just no. takes practice. Yes, and I give it to whoever tried. I know it's hard work, but do better next time. That was just no, no, no. <laughs> now. Now that we've caught up, because my next sentence was you know, after the book was read and shit like that, because the kids started feeling the Babadook around, and I don't know, he never really said that he saw him, but he knew he was around, because he was like kind of whispering he, and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he knew something was in the house. Right, because he was like, I, I need to protect you. Uh, but <laughs> the fall from the treehouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great. I yeah. laughed my ass off. Cause he just took her right out. <laughs> well, that and the little girl just went plop. Yeah, there was no catch or nothing. It was face forward. <laughs> that was one of the scenes which is that pissed me off. <laughs> but like he pushed her, and then it was just her laying flat, flat. Yep. on the fucking ground. Then it swatched, went straight to her parents. <laughs> yes. That's, like, that clip, scene switch clip, pissed clip. me off. But that whole flop. <laughs> I laughed for two minutes. And it was a flop. It, it was, was a, a literal flop. It was a thump. <laughs> so. Oh, it cracked me up so much. And I think it's I think that scene showed how much he was picked on too. Right. Yeah, I mean I felt bad for the kid because yeah. even his own cousin treated him like shit. Yeah, he said my mom she says, My mom thinks you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was more What was it she did she mention his dad? Or his did dad. She, 
she she did mention it saying like that's why you don't have a father. Is that what it was? Yeah, because you you don't deserve one because you're crazy. You're yes. Yeah. And I mean, he shoved the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she's a little girl. It just shows him going towards her. <laughs> yeah. Her than the then the flop. <laughs> yeah. That's all it was. Then <laughs> they're raising up and blood coming out of her nose. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, <laughs> yes. And the treehouse wasn't that tall. No, it just. And all she got was a bloody nose. Yeah, but it <laughs> fractured everything, she said. <laughs> oh, I loved it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, the flop, that made the movie. That made it. Right there, yeah. <laughs> that made it. Uh, but after that was when he done his fucking scream. Yeah, that's when, that's when she took him to the doctor. When yes. Up to He's in the car. He, he just... Freaks mm, the hell out. That I laughed because it reminded me of that kid that gets his tooth pulled. YouTube video. Is this real life? Yeah. Wow. Ah! That's it. That's what got me. At the peak of his scream. That's why this scene went for <laughs> yes. sixty seconds. It did, and it was highly uncalled for. Yeah. Then that's when she has the car wreck and just drives off. Yeah. Yeah. She did a hit and run. Yep. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that that drove her to the doctor. That did, yes. Um, but literally, this kid's personality and his actions are fucking all over the place. It's yeah. literally, it's... You, you may be mm. getting into where I'm talking about. After the doctor's visit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, I don't want to give too much away right there, not yet, but did you notice how... The transition goes from him freaking out to her starting to freak out. How mm-hmm. it transitioned. He was getting more and more calm than she was starting to. Yeah, she yeah, she was getting... Uh, she was breaking down. She was. She was having a breakdown. Yeah. Uh, but, like, literally this kid, I, I give him props. I really do. But, I mean, he was... His, like I said, his personality was fucking everywhere. He was scared. Then he was loving. Then he was protective. Then he was angry. Then he was fanatic. It was all in literally 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's just a little too much. I mean, yeah, it just showed an emotional roller coaster. It really was. Literally. And, like, you know, I'm all for movies with emotional roller coasters, but usually those roller coasters last the entire film. This kid had one within 10 minutes. <laughs> he screamed, and then he was all. I love you, Mom. And then he was like, I'll do anything to protect you. And then he was pissed off. And then he was all about the Babadook. Yeah. It was too much in one sequence. Mm-hmm. I'll say it that way. And just for the record, I am not a professional filmmaker. So <laughs> this is just my opinion. But they should have done better with that 10-minute sequence there. Because after she got him home, he was like, I love you, Mom. It's like, bitch! Go to your room. I just want you to, if I protect <laughs> you, will you protect me? Yeah. It's like, no, take your ass to your room with no supper. <laughs> no video games. Invent something cool. I don't care. Just get out of my freaking face. But now she's all like, aw. But no. She fed into his room, ro- emotional roller coaster. Yeah. That's probably half of her problem. She babied him to the point where he was able to act like that. <sighs> oh, okay. So, 
I agree with. Mm. <laughs> I agree. This movie is one of them ones that really is all over the place. Yeah. Especially at the beginning, then you kind of. Oh. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Um. So when the mother starts slowly progressing into mental breakdownage, but also declining in her mental state. You ever seen Matilda? No. Okay. Well, so this may not resonate. If you have seen Matilda, <laughs> uh, when she starts to get that whole, when she gets possessed, she starts to sound like Miss Trunchbull from Matilda, which cracked me the hell up. Watch Matilda and you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> it cracked me up. It really did. Because, like I said, I thought it was it was British. And Miss Trunchbull is a British. had British in Matilda. She has that accent. But the way she talked was straight from Matilda. And I laughed. Because I did not expect that whatsoever. And this is after she's possessed by the Babadook. After she's done read the last pages of that book again. Is, uh... Is this after she burnt? Ter- this is after she burnt the book. After she burnt the book. Okay, so I missed that. That's another point in the in the movie. She tore apart the book after all this craziness and shit. And, you know, she started seeing weird shit. She tore up the book. She was like, "Oh, how I? I mean, was it? Did she notice that it might be the? You know, the book might be the little cause because the kid kept mentioning the Babadook, or was this before?" This is after. Okay, so... No. All right. So that plot hole's fine in my head. (laughs) So after the kid kept mentioning the Babadook, you know, she was like, I'm tired of the book. So she rips it up, sets... Does she set on fire? She threw it away the first time. She threw it away. Okay. Then it came... Then it came back. She went to the cops after... After she burned it. After she she burned it. That is right. Okay. So she... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She tore the shit out of the book. Ripped every page of it and everything. Now, one thing to keep in mind, too, is she is super sleep-deprived. Extremely. And it really focuses on that, too. Yeah. No. Like I said, that makes you feel bad for her the entire time. Well, I think I think by the end of this, we're going to have two different completely versions of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, so, she, yeah, she tore apart the book and... In the trash can, and then it appeared again on her doorstep, yeah. taped up, not supernaturally put back together, which doesn't make sense to me considering it appeared out of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was taped up and put back in there. Honestly, if it's a supernatural creature, shouldn't wouldn't they be able to just piece it together without scotch tape? Yep, and reprint it if they had to. Right. So yeah. that was another thing that kind of irritated the. Hell what about when she burned it? Now, I think there's a tale on this one. When she goes to the police department. That was weird. Yeah. Because cause she, she gets it, she freaks out, and she goes to burn it. Yeah. And it never shows her handling the book when she's burning it. But when she gets to the police department, her hands are covered in ash. Oh, shit. Because so, she looks, she's looking at them, and they're looking at her. Deleted scene. Yeah. And she's <laughs> looking down at her hands, and they are... They are, yes, because yeah. she didn't get nowhere near the ashes. She literally tossed the book in there and set it on fire. Yep. So. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Did not did not catch that. No, because she she looks down at them and her hands are total black with soot. Yeah, like 
that. It's okay. So that right there. <laughs> now I know why I didn't catch that. I remember. I thought maybe she was looking at her hands because it was the Babadook slowly gaining control. Gain. See, that could be an interpretation of it. I, I, I looked at it as ashes. Ash, ashes. Right, yeah. And, yeah. So, that's that's one of them, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of them that's open to interpretation for certain. Yep. Um, so, yeah, after the whole Mr. Trunchbull thing. So, when... Okay, so this really cracked me up. See, this is... I love when comedy is mixed with horror, but it, when it's supposed to be mixed with horror. <laughs> now, this, when you first truly see the Babadook in the fucking chimney. Yeah. And she gracefully fell to the floor. Not terrifying, not mm-hmm. scary, not horribly. She was like, uh. Yeah. That's when the sun starts clearing up, that mm. she starts freaking out. Mm-hmm. The whole graceful falling, that ruined a lot of it. Yeah. It, it, it's like the book, you know, certain things about it, like the voice of the Babadook. It, it pulls you out. Babadook. <laughs> I, I mean, it just no. pulls, yeah. you, pulls you right out of the plot, plot of it. Yeah. But I think the Babadook is like a lot of new movies today. They're trying to push... Mm-hmm. Something. Yeah. You know, and this this one's not a bad one. Uh, but yeah, I'm the same way when yeah. they introduced the <laughs> yeah. coming out of the chimney. I'm going to go take a bathroom break. You can keep talking. I'll be right back. I can't hold it anymore. That's why I didn't drink one. Yep, and I'll probably grab another while I'm down there. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, right. you can keep talking. Hmm. Ooh, Behind the scenes. There we go. <laughs> Behind the scenes, but just half of it. There's one awesome thing about it, though, is that come. Uh, I don't see this as a I see this as a psychological thriller, but not a supernatural. Hmm. I wonder what Bradley's doing right now. Hmm. Behind the scenes. I do have another joke for you. This is for Bradley. What does peanut butter and hookers have in common? They both spread for the bread. Yep. It happens that way. I've got a lot more a lot more of them, but they're not appropriate. Them's close to not being appropriate. <laughs> but uh, if you got any questions or anything like that, just shoot us an email. Uh, Hear a lot of vehicles out there, but uh, hmm. Bradley said his favorite book, and he's starting to read it now. Is Twilight. So if you got any questions that he would really enjoy, is that shoot him some about Twilight. Ask him some of the most intriguing questions you have, and have him break them down for you. Or as you know, Twilight, Jacob, Edward, Bella. They're all his favorites. <laughs> so, I could hear him laughing through here. Here he goes. Remember. Told you.
There you go. <laughs> we just talking about some of your favorite books and stuff. So. My favorite books. Yeah. Let me guess. Twilight. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> we wouldn't do a thing like that. Yeah, I went to his bathroom and <clears throat> door shut. Light was on. I was like, "You in the bathroom?" She says, "No, I'm cleaning it." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then when I in my process, she's like, "Are you pissing a river?" So this is what happens. <laughs> uh, that is true. That is true. I feel so much better now. I can focus. Ah, okay. So, after the whole graceful fall, <laughs> after the, okay, so what did you think, before I go further, what did you think about the Babadook's face? <clears throat> I don't think it had any particular meaning. <laughs> I think it, they, I think they just trying to pull something from a, a, hell, I don't know. I mean, you can't make much out of that, I don't think. It looks like a child's drawing, shaded in and everything. Right. Yeah. Like, I am a firm believer, like, the the best, in, in a book standpoint, like, actual reading a book standpoint, the best terrifying way is not gore, it's the unknown. Oh, by all means. That's my biggest yes. fear. And, like, you know, if even though you know it's a ghost, you don't know exactly what that ghost is or the ghost, uh, you know, or, um, what it looks like. I think they should have left the Babadook faceless. As a shadow. As a shadow. Kind of like with Jeepers Creepers, the first movie, never really saw its face. Mm -hmm. The second movie ruined the face. I get that they tried, but it did not suit Jeepers no. Creepers. It should have, they should have literally left him faceless. Yeah, I think it's a bigger, the, the fear of the unknown. Yes. Because there's a lot of instances in the movie where she thinks she's hearing this Babadook and she hides under a blanket. Mm -hmm. And that's more ancient yes. anxiety feeling for me. <clears throat> but When she hides under the blanket, I loved that part. Because that's what kids do. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> Can't touch me, I'm under my blanket. She did it multiple times. Yes, and... I loved that part about that movie. Mm -hmm. That was one of the reasons why I changed my rating was the, the fact that her kid recognized the Babadook. And honestly, her even though her kid was terrified of it, her kid faced it better than she could. Yeah. But she acted like a kid trying to hide from a scary ghost in the night. Pulling that cover over her head. See, and if you notice, it happens during the night when most of our thoughts, you know, get into us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a way of showing that where this movie was going. Yeah. That she's not willing to face her fears, her anxieties from her lost husband to her postpartum depression that I would assume that went along with it. Yeah, she, she's not accepting. She's, she's not accepting of it. And it's just, yeah. and as you see through the movie. The fall, as you like you said earlier, it just keeps it growing mm -hmm. and it growing until she just can't. She she breaks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can and where he's at right now, where we're talking about it at now. If you start watching the movie, you notice subtleties throughout the house and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, she loses her job because she's sleeping all the time. Mm -hmm. um, after her sleep deprivation. After her sleep deprivation. One thing to remember here that we forgot. 
to mention is she took her little boy to the hospital or to the doctor. We did mention that, and he gave him some anti or some depressants to help him sleep. And right at this point where where we're at is the little boy is very drowsy. He's yeah. sleeping and he's puking. And Dude. he's puking. Then all of a sudden, it goes from that to all of a sudden, she's sleeping all the time, mm-hmm. and the boy little boy staying awake, and he's coming to her and asking her for food. Then mm-hmm. that's when I think that's one part where you hear the Babadook. She, she just raises up screaming at him. Yeah, you, know, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> like she literally goes through a complete mental breakdown and screams at her child. Yeah, and she and that's him coming to her while she's in bed, and mm-hmm. it's in you could tell it's in the middle of the day. Yeah, you know they did do that is a decent job there. You know, it, as far as night and day, mm-hmm. what time it is, you know, it made it really well. Because even when the uh, the uh, pro- child, pro- I, I assume it was child protection yeah, yeah. services came, you know, he's like, well, I'm really drowsy. I'm getting nauseous. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't feel good. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden that switch... The house starts falling apart then. Well, when I say falling apart, just getting in disarray. She's sleeping all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to lead up to a part later on that, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, mm, yeah, that, because <laughs> at this point, yeah, I mean, no part during the beginning of the movie she has she ever yelled at her kid. Mm-mm. She's always tried to be the the peacekeeper, so and, to speak. And she it shows her at work. Yeah, at work. Yes, and that's one thing we didn't mention. Um, the guy. Oh, her, the loving Robbie. Person. Yes. Robbie. That, you know. Mm. Okay. Right there. There's another hole, or just another plot. Yes, another fucking hole right there. Okay. Completely. When he that... shows up at the house. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, to me, it again. To me, it is. Yeah, it's a complete. I mean, and okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get to it. Um, but let's see. Um, Rob Four CPS shows up. She sees cockroaches coming out of the wall. Yeah. And she makes a hole in that wall. It's behind the fridge, need I mind you, behind the damn fridge, because she sees what one bug come out mm-hmm. and she kills it, and then she moves the fridge because she's following a trail of some shit, whatever. And then she smacks a hole in the wall, then all, all these cockroaches come out, right? Yeah. Okay. CPS shows up. There's no hole in the wall. Yeah. It's just ripped wallpaper. And and she makes she alludes to that. Well, I'm sorry, it's so messy. I'm cleaning up the roach infestation yeah. or a bug infestation. But, yeah, and literally, it's honestly, it's just all in her head. There yeah. is no. Bug you just see that the house is nasty. Yeah, getting dirty. Yeah, and uh, so the the love interest it wasn't really much of one. <laughs> he just disappears. <laughs> exactly. What the hell? Like when she's at work and she's exhausted. Like I said, this was toward the beginning of the movie and shit like that, too. He, you know, he was, he'd come in and talk to her, you know, ask her how she's doing. You know, he literally showed his love interest in her. And then uh, when he got kicked out of school for being himself, 
<laughs> he covered for her at work. Yeah, he did. He covered for her at work because, you know, she actually went to work and he was like, go home because I know your kid is sick because that's what she told everybody. The kid was sick. And that's when you really find out that his aunt's a bitch because she, she went home. Uh, she went to her sister's house to pick up Sam and that's when they had him playing out in the yard away from her and shit like that and told her, you know, you know he's crazy and blah, blah, blah. But uh, then... Robbie, which is uh, that is his name, right? Robbie. That is Miss Robbie. Yes, Robbie. the love interest shows up at her house. He's got flowers. He's got yeah. He has flowers. He's checking up on her, making sure Sam's okay. Sam admits that he wasn't sick. What doesn't he? Does he mention the Babadook to her or or to him? I, I can't remember. I know she just freaks out on him. Yeah, and you know, basically, the love interest finds out that she lied about. the the Sam Kidney. being sick. And then he's gone. He just, dis- there's nothing else there. Nothing. Like, he gave her the flowers, and that's it. Yeah, he started to give the little boy a game. Yes. He said, we can play this when you feel better. And he's like, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. And like, what do you mean? And then she actually tells him the truth. But and- she's doing it hateful. You know, she's yes. just being frustrated about yes. it. And he did a fucking pee. <laughs> then he shows a little boy in the hallway and you never hear nothing. Another scene switch that pissed me off. Yeah. I mean, you lose all context right there. I mean, it's just like... Love interest is gone. I, I guess I guess he dropped the flowers and ran. Yeah, and he never shows back up. Nope. That's it. He's done. Of course, I will, I'll give him credit there. She never leaves the house after that. Though. She doesn't. No. No. It shows him there. But I'm glad you picked up on that because he just... I literally I wrote that down. I put Robbie completely disappears. I, I like, maybe he went to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's with the Baba Duke now. But like, why? Mm. But I, I think it was just a filler. It was. Yeah. Like the dude, he had a purpose, but they completely missed it. Yeah, they did. It's gone. They ruined it. I mean, she just. That's yeah. about all you can say about that. Yeah. I mean, it just totally missed on that one. Yes. But it really fell apart after that, though. It did. Um, so, the next thing that really bugged the hell out of me. Why the hell did she pull her tooth out? I don't know. There was no reason for it. I, see, I couldn't understand that, whether it just, like, something plaguing her, and she's just yeah. like... Like, I know when she got possessed, it, like, fucked her jaw up a little bit. Cause she was just like, because it went in her mouth. Yeah. Sorry we missed that completely earlier. But, yeah. She did get possessed by the Babadook, and he went through her mouth. I mean, after the chimney did, scene. Of course, she did fall then. Yeah. But she, she gracefully And fell. she fell on that side right there. <laughs> she gracefully so she laid down. <laughs> she laid down, yes. And, the she, Bab- and she turned around, and the Babadook went in her mouth. She said, I'm going to lay down. Take me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yours now. I'm yours. Do Dis- what you will. Dislocate my jaw. <laughs> yeah. But she pulls out her tooth. And there's no reason for it. There was no... There, like Her mouth wasn't bleeding when she fell or any time no. after that. She literally was walking down the hall and went... Out the tooth. Yep. She didn't pull out any other teeth. Just that one. There's a whole line of teeth there. She has a whole mouth full of teeth, but that one tooth, she's like, uh. I think that was their way of trying to put just a tad bit of gore inside the movie. 
you know, you try to look for all the deep meanings to it. You know, something's plaguing her, something's hurting her, but right. it's, it's really hard to. With a tooth. With a tooth, like it. Yeah. I like, mean, if she starts pulling out her hair because of stress, I get that. Yeah. Because she was stressed. She, I get completely. But she pulled out a random fucking tooth for no reason in my head yep. when I saw. If you've seen the movie, you may have a different opinion. Please let me know, but no reason. Uh, I, I agree with that. Hundred percent. I'm pretty sure it was just their attempt of adding just a tiny bit of gore to a psychological thriller. Yeah. And again, I, you got to remember too. She did catch the little boy downstairs. He was putting on a magic show for his dad. <laughs> and I don't know if you caught this neither. Um, the <laughs> the clothes that was set up there. That was. Was in this. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it took on the shape <laughs> in her bedroom of the Babadook at one part. It did. Yes. It, so, um, but she caught him downstairs in all of his dad's stuff and mm-hmm. going through it, and I think that was a trigger for her too. Yeah. So that was another thing we did not mention at the beginning of the movie. The kid is in like he's in the basement. We don't know why, but he unlocks the basement, goes down there, and then comes back up after what making a tripwire. Yeah. And he comes back up. And then yeah. he goes back down there again. And he's doing all the... He's making a tripwire. He's made a, a device on his back to throw a ball. Yes. And he's doing this to protect his mom yeah. from the Bob... Now, I think it's interesting to say, she sees it as the Bobadook. He never mentions the Bobadook. He only knows that there's something Does he in the house. say the name? I don't think he ever says the name. She's... she Once she reads the book, she starts seeing it, but he only knows there's something in the house. So. I, I thought he says the. I thought he told his cousin that it was the Babadook. Maybe. Huh. Hmm. It would be better if he didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he does. Because if, if he didn't, that would make this movie just a little bit better. Because it's like, she. What, what would you call it? Um, not it's manifested. Manifested yeah. the Babadook. He sees it as something else, but I'm pretty sure he actually does say the Babadook. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah. Um, so did, did he put the tripwire in? Yes. After? I think it was there. Or was it uh, the like one of the first scenes when he went to the basement? I think it was... It seems like that he had went back down there and made and put and, the, and put the stuff up okay. there. Because the first time he comes out of the basement, she doesn't go down there. Mm-mm. Uh, what I can't remember what his excuse was, um, but you know they shut the door and they locked it. And then he went back down there again, mm-hmm. and that's when she was like, she saw that his uh, what did he have a guitar? Yeah, all of that stuff. All been. yeah, pictures and everything was scattered across the basement floor, and there was his clothes hung up on the wallet in the shape of a person. I guess uh, Sam was acting like that was his dad, and he was trying to show him some magic tricks. Mm-hmm. I feel for the kid. I really do. Yeah, because I think that is a typical cause of the mother. That yeah. is that that was a big trigger. Yeah, too. Um, that's when it really went to shit. Yeah. Um, so, hmm. 
Uh, okay, so that's the last part of the la- the last part of the movie. Okay, so um, before that, <laughs> the scene switch. Here we go. Scene switches yeah. again to her puking. See, I think that <laughs> I, I would. That was. I think it's to get an answer to probably the way I viewed the movie. Uh huh. Because uh, what did they say the side effect of that medicine was? Nausea. Nausea. Mm-hmm. I think what happened for me, I don't want to give too much where, wherever we're at, is that she initially gave it to the little boy, and he kind of got leveled out. Then she started taking it for herself. That's but, why she was... But it never showed her taking it. It never showed her taking it. Right. But it showed her going from not sleeping... To sleeping. To sleeping all the time, losing her job. Yeah. Then at the big confrontation of the Babadook in the basement... It shows her puking. Yes. So, and it was to, I think it was to insinuate getting the Babadook out for different views of it. Mm hmm. But that's me, though. Yeah. It was poorly done, in my opinion. <laughs> it just all. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> the, the execution of the vomit. Yeah. Was ridiculous. Yeah, no, I do. I do agree. It, I mean, because it was, I I don't know whether it's where we've seen so much better puking, <laughs> <laughs> but it it, uh, it was unconvincing. That's what it was. It, unconvincing. Because, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yes. Because me and Joni both was like, wow. ooh, what? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that was another attempt at adding something to the psychological thriller part. Something yeah. uncalled for. Now, with your theory about the medicine, if that's the case, okay, got it. <laughs> I can accept that. But the way they portrayed it, was, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, I mean, it. most movies want this big climactic battle of good and evil mm-hmm. or monster and demon or whatever you want to call it. You know, whatever. Yeah. And I, th- I think they shot this one. And I, I, they shot themselves in the foot. It worked, I guess, but it wasn't as convincing as it could have been. Exactly. Not saying I could have done it even better, because there was so many things that pulled me out of this. Yeah. As what the movie was for me, I think she was dealing with depression mm-hmm. and just not accepting it. So And having all of her husband's stuff in the basement and her not coming to terms with it made her son think they was a monster somewhere right. in the house. She, and when she finally broke, she was trying to kill her son. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he hit her in the head with the ball. Then That's what I was going to talk about next. Uh, I mean, that sucker just went. It went yes. <laughs> and it worked perfect. If it wasn't for the kid's invention. Yeah. I that, probably would have hated this movie more. But <laughs> How about the way he had her tied up in the basement? That was fantastic. <laughs> When she ran into his room, was it the room or the basement that he had the contraption? Is her is his room? Is his room? Okay. Yeah. When she ran into that room, and I mean she, she was being a complete awful horrible bitch. Oh, she was trying to (laughs) disconnect what was causing her problems. He freaking pulled that lever, and that ball went went right in her forehead. I was like, you. You, sir, are the best. Awesome. <laughs> that yeah, was I agree. amazing. This kid, 
could fight some friggin' demons. <laughs> he, he definitely fought her off. Yes, it was great. That that little scene just with him going was awesome. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Uh man. But Yeah. But there is a butt. Big butt, like not going to the gym type butt. <laughs> when after the Babadook got released from her, you know, and it scurried away or whatever you want to call it, this really ruined the entire movie for me right here. Watch this truck. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> When she took that food, for some odd fucking reason, she was feeding this damn thing. Took the food to the Babadook. Even though the Babadook seems to feed off of grief, she took it actual fucking food. Her. <laughs> when she did the whole Matrix move. Yeah, I, I couldn't get that, what that was about, but... <laughs> I know it came right up on her. And I don't know where there's. It was so graceful. It was kind of like her falling at the chimney, but she, it came out like you don't see it, but you hear it, and she's just like, uh, and then comes back up. Yeah. No, that killed it completely. <laughs> and not to mention, sorry, this is going back a little bit. The Babadook took form of her dead husband, by the way. Yeah, said he wanted the boy. Yeah, boy, kill the boy. Let him be with me, basically. Yeah. We did not mention that earlier, sorry. But that was... And I think what they're going for... and <laughs> I think they was going a lot of... What's the word I'm looking for? Things to portray right. real-world things. Yeah. To me, like I said at the beginning of this, as a caption note or whatever you want to call it, this is not my type of movie. Here, Mary. I bet she's right there outside that door. That's how the Babadook sounds <laughs> when he's whispering to Babadook. her. Babadook. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> Somebody stand at the door and go, Babadook. 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 But yeah, I think, and I think they mm. just feel. They, they feel my, short. They feel short. They feel real short. I know there's... I, I think that the end when she's feeding it, was, I think it's just a way of, you know, the the depression, the doubt is always there, and she's constantly just trying to feed it just enough to keep it from rearing its head again, just to keep tucked down. That way she don't try to commit, kill her son again. But, and, and see, the, the way I saw that scene was it was just a filler yeah, and, and it's, that's the only thing it could have been. They could have stopped it after she puked, she watered it up. Mm -hmm. They could have stopped it right there. Or after she said that we're having a birthday party yeah. for her son. This is the first time on his birthday. Yeah. yeah. And just having that acceptance of what she's been through, mm -hmm. and that would have been good for me. Right. You know, and you know, she, she had to talk to CPS again, of course, and that's when she, you know they were telling him, Hey, I'm, he said, I'm the the son said, hey, I'm having a birthday on my actual birthday. You know, I was like, okay. So she's kind of slowly. And the scene is bright yes. and clean. And, yeah. And that's the, it goes from bright and muddled, I guess. I don't, somewhat dirty to nasty to roaches to 
darkness. Dark water. Yeah. Dark water. <laughs> dark, yes. Dark puke. Yeah. Then it's real bright again. Real bright. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, he he said that he's finally having a birthday on his birthday and blah blah. blah. You know, it's like okay, so she's finally overcoming the grief, all because of the Babadook. But uh, okay, that scene, sure. Shut up, truck. <laughs> um, but like I said, when this was before the Matrix move, when she <laughs> put the food down, once again, I will say this again. There was no reason to give the Babadook food because it did not eat food. It fed off of human grief. grief. We can see this now. Um, now, the whole... The whole thing? The, uh, the whole... <laughs> the, the, uh, with her capturing the Babadook and keeping it, okay, I get it. It's saying, you know, it's a psychological thriller, so it's a whole, okay, I got control. Yeah. Get it. But the, the the feeding, there was no... There's no point in it. No point in the fucking food. Yeah, I think the only thing they did was, we're going to throw this in here, along with the puking, mm-hmm. to show, to give somebody else something to talk about. Yep. Whether it's supernatural or whether it is psychological. I right. think that's the only reason that it was there for. Right. Poorly done. Poorly done. Extremely poorly done. They've had time to practice the Matrix. Yes. Now, the, ma- the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix. Yeah. And literally... The movie ends. Yeah, I mean, it does. It's done. It shuts off. Yeah. It's... Okay. It fizzles. It goes... Yes. Now, the the one person we did not mention this entire thing is uh, Barbara West's character, Mrs. The, Roach. The neighbor. And, and she tells a lot, too. Yeah. I know you have a hard time this time of the year. In my opinion, she was the best character in the fucking movie. And she only had, like, three lines. That's yes. why. Yes. And she was there for the mother... She was there for Samuel. And that's something else you can see, too, mm-hmm. is that at the beginning, she's always offering to help the older lady. Yes. Then at the then about halfway through it, she's like, mind your own business. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> mind your own business. Then she's like, hey, yeah. again. I mean, it just... Yeah. But, yeah, we did not mention Barbara West this entire time. But... Uh, best character in best the Best character in the, in the, movie. Of the whole freaking movie. Other than the Babadook. He just looked bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, sorry, Barbara West, <laughs> you are the best. You are the best. <laughs> you are yes. the best. Um, but yeah, that is basically the entire freaking movie. Um, not to the rating system. <laughs> what do you give it? Oh man, uh, you know I did. I, I got it. I'm doing it on my phone. side. Never mind. I got to do it on my side, right? Gravestone yep. side. It's well, grave graves if it's bad. Bots if it's good. Oh. I give it a one and a half on graves. On graves? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at I was at a three gravestones. I'm at a two. No, I'm I'm at a one and a half. Talking about it more, it just brings it out. You're like Because I went in into it, I'm like, I'm gonna watch this, I'm gonna like it that way I can talk about it. Right. Then I'm like I, it, <laughs> It, 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 it was okay. Yes. <laughs> it was just okay. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't watch it again. No. No, I'm done with it. I wouldn't talk about it again, but here we are. I, li- I literally got my free trial of uh, AMC Plus. Is that AMC? Yeah. To watch that movie. Seven day free trial. I've already canceled it. Just to watch that movie on Amazon Prime. 
I, see, I watched it on Freebie. Freebie, yeah. The only bad thing... That, oh, that, that reminds me. When I watched it on Freebie, you already had these little things that would pull you out of the story. Mm-hmm. Then it was commercials. Commercials, yeah. But Allie walked in, she's like, you watching that with commercials? She said, this is going to pull you out worse. Pull you out worse? Yeah. Because she knows that there's points that will pull you out no matter what. Yep. <laughs> but so, it, Allie liked the movie, right? She said it was okay. Oh, okay. She... she she likes psychological movies like that. Right. I, I am more of a make you think movie, but not that way. Right. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So, Alan gives it one and a half gravestones. I give it two gravestones. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. No. But sure not. as hell, it's not great. <laughs> no, I wouldn't watch it again. Technically, it's not good, in my opinion. It's one and done. Yeah. If I if I didn't know we was going to talk about it, I probably would have been half and done. Right. It'd yeah. been like flip exactly your chi- yeah. flip your chicken yeah. one time, and you're like, I don't yeah. feel like cooking this, so I'm quitting. And yet, IMDb gave it a six point eight out of ten. <laughs> kind of like Rotten Tomatoes, you can't pay attention to them. No, they're being too generous. I think. I yeah. think they was just doing that. My opinion, just because they was undertones of depression and grief and stuff like that, and they was like, yeah. "We're not going to piss nobody off, so we're going to give it uh, better than five. Right? Yeah. But don't put don't push your luck. But we're going to give you a <laughs> don't six. Don't push your luck. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're basically saying it's a little better than decent. Yeah. And yeah. in my opinion, it's, it's a little, it's, it's it's a little less than decent. Yeah, it's a little less than decent. Yeah. It's a quarter of the way to decent. I enjoy the the concept. I don't enjoy the movie. I like the accents in it. Like I said, watch Matilda. <laughs> when you look, or look up Mitch, Miss Trunchbull on YouTube mm-hmm. with Matilda, you will understand what the hell I meant. Oh, that's funny. And Matilda's a fantastic fucking movie. So I've seen bits and pieces. Is it the one where they make them eat the chocolate pie? Yeah, the chocolate cake, yes. Chocolate cake. Okay, yes. I've seen that part. Yeah, yeah. So. And Miss Trunchbull's the big fat lady that's principal making that's it. making him eat it. Okay. Yes. Miss Trunchbull. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> that is. Alan's got an uh, engagement he's got to get to. Uh, so this is all for this episode of Creators Dementia. I appreciate you guys holding off and coming oh, back. Y'all got to remember, oh. Bradley has got some merchandise you need to check out. Yeah, not not mistaken, just some cool stuff that if you shave your head, you can hide it. Bradley <laughs> looks good. Most of us, we would mine would look like a beat up basketball <laughs> that a dog's got a hold of. I've been hit so many times in my head. Um, remember all the books he has. I can't label them all, but I would recommend Legion's Dawn. Yeah, that's Legion. a good one. Get prepared for when this next one comes out. In all honesty, Legion's Dawn. Like even though Zed's Rising is my baby and Zed's Wayward Son is, you know, good. Legion's Dawn is my proud one shining piece yes because I learned so much before doing that book that's why (laughs) you know right in that first book of mine I learned Bradley Bradley actually hit me with this I learned Uh, put a comma (laughs) everywhere if you have a question put a comma (laughs) yeah comma so um, oh the English language it's friggin Especially when you live in South Central Kentucky, <laughs> yeah, it, it it's even more complicated. I can't imagine anywhere else when there's a hole in the ground that you live in because right. mine was pretty deep. 
down in <laughs> down in the elbow. <laughs> but yeah, I've actually I've written two and a half pages on chapter one of Ashes of Eden, Legions Dawn's or Legions series book two. And and a cool thing is Bradley was talking about that not long right before he said that he had wrote on his. I'd actually kick started writing on um have you come Mine. up with a title? No, I'm not. Of course, it's not. Uh, you know, his first book, Broken Dagger, Lucifer's Contract. So, Can't forget that one. So this is going to be Broken, Broken Dagger, Dagger something. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm working on it right now. Working on it, yeah. <laughs> and the reason I come with Ashes of Eden is going to sound funny is because, well, one, because I was listening to Breaking Benjamin. They got a song called Ashes of Eden, and that song resonated in my head, and it made me picture... My second book. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. Ashes of Eden. And I know, and Eden's going to have a whole connection point in this book. So that's why. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Yes. I am, too. (laughs) I'm looking forward to this new character I've made. I don't know if you're the same one. The Rainbow Witch. (laughs) I didn't stick with the name, thank God. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to fleshing her out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I can't wait to see what you do with her. So it's gonna be awesome. But outside of that, I have got to go pee. Yes, you gotta go pee. So this is it. Uh, appreciate you guys for for. Oh my gosh, I appreciate you guys coming to, by, yeah, dropping uh, by. Yes, thank you very much. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to Tyler Clawson, real quick. Um, he is an amazing podcaster, an amazing author. Check out the Penny Litch. Um, I started listening to the Players Guild again on Spotify. It helped, it's D and D gameplay. It's amazing. Of course, it stopped, but it's great. Um, before we go, and I know you got to use bathroom. You got an engagement. You got to get to. Um, what's our? Are we going to do another movie review? I'm good for anything. Okay, so I can talk about anything for a little bit. Movie review. More movie <laughs> reviews are coming. Yes. Uh, with our rating system, uh, we don't know what our next topic is going to be. We don't even know when we're going to record next, but. Thank you guys for sticking with Critters Dementia. We really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. And God bless. We will see you soon. God bless. Out. Love you guys. Later. Dementia Creators, out. I got to go pee. Hey.